You are listening to Worldwide Engineering. Worldwide Engineering. Worldwide Engineering. Worldwide Engineering. Hello, Worldwide Engineers. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Leon, founder and CEO of Worldwide Engineering. Did you know that one of the fastest growing industries in the world is the drone industry? It is expected that the drone industry is going to quadruple in size between 2020 and 2026. That's a four times increase in the size of the drone market in only six years. And one of those companies leading the growth of the drone industry is called a drone deploy. Drone Deploy is a software company that specializes in automating the flight path of a drone and then turns the images captured by that drone into high-resolution 2D and 3D models. Those 2D and 3D models can then be used by business owners and individuals to analyze the area they want to study and make smart decisions. In today's podcast, I had the pleasure to speak with the CTO, which stands for the Chief Technology Officer of Drone Deploy, Nicholas Pilkington. As the CTO of Drone Deploy, Nicholas is literally the lead in building the technology infrastructure and services of Drone Deploy. On today's episode, you're about to learn how thousands of customers are using Drone Deploy to make smarter business decisions. You're about to learn how Drone Deploy is being used in different industries, specifically the agriculture, construction, oil and gas, roofing, and the solar industry. It was an absolute pleasure speaking with the CTO of Drone Deploy, which is one of the most innovative companies I have yet to have on this podcast. So I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll be seeing you on the other side. Drone Deploy is a piece of software and that software is designed and built to make it very easy for anyone to operate a drone and to derive value from operating that drone. And what that typically means is flying the drone automatically over some sort of building or some sort of job site, collecting a bunch of photographs and images and video and generating a full 3D reconstruction, like a digital twin of that, um, that area or that job site. And once that digital twin's been generated, that's what they can use to make decisions about that job site without actually ever having to go out there in person. So it's really a way of sort of cloning the real world and bringing it onto your laptop or onto your mobile phone in industries like construction, agriculture, um, and energy. Okay, so it basically helps you get a bird's eye view over what's happening, depending on whichever application you wanna, you wanna deploy your software into, correct? Absolutely, and I think what's what's exciting is that almost any industry in the world can in some way benefit from aerial imagery, whether it's infrastructure inspection, agriculture, oil and gas, energy, utilities, all of them can benefit in some way. And I think that's what's been the exciting change. It just showed the, the widespread applicability of, of easy to acquire digital digital imagery and reconstructions. Yeah, and you know, that's actually something I want to dive into a bit later. Um, you know, on your website, there's a there's a beautiful website, uh, clear instructions over different use cases in different industries, agriculture, oil and gas, uh, solar panels. And that's something I actually want to uh, go a bit more into later. But first, I really want to understand the software and the service you provide. So you basically integrate your software with already existing drone companies like DJI, for example, or do you manufacture your drones that already come with a built-in software? This is a good question. Yeah, we don't build or sell any drones or any hardware. We're purely a piece of software that runs on the mobile phone. 
uh, doesn't run on the drone at all. So our role is to support mm -hmm. the best hardware platforms out there that are being used by our customers. And two of the most popular ones are, like you said, DJI and Skydio. There are two drone manufacturers that are building very good hardware products, but Drone Deploy only builds software. So our software is responsible for flying those aircraft, collecting the data off of them, and generating 3D, new 3D data products from that data. But we don't build or sell any hardware. We're, we're just focused on the software side of things. Do the drones you integrate with, do they, do, do they need to have certain uh, hardware features such as, I'm going to say, infrared uh, cameras, or is simply having a camera enough to get most of what Drone Deploy offers? It's another good question. Um, all we require is a normal RGB camera. And I think that's um, a lot of our sort of unique technology is based around the fact that we're able to use just a normal RGB camera to generate full 3D reconstructions and point clouds. But a lot of drone manufacturers and drone providers are adding different types of sensors. Some of the drones will have thermal cameras on them. And that's really useful for inspecting things like gas leaks or uh, malfunctioning solar panels or water and irrigation leakage inside of roofs, things that aren't easy to see with the naked eye, but show up really well on a thermal camera. In agriculture, a lot of customers are using hyperspectral imagery and multispectral imagery mm -hmm. to try and see how well crops and plants are thriving because a plant that's photosynthesizing and growing should be absorbing infrared light. So if for some reason it's stressed or damaged, it'll be reflecting that and the camera can, can pick that up. And also LiDAR, that's becoming another sensor that's starting to be put on drones more and more often, which doesn't really take a photograph like a camera, but instead just measures distances very accurately from the drone. So RGB camera is definitely the most popular. That's probably 95% of the, the flights on drone deploy with RGB cameras, but thermal, hyperspectral, multispectral also being used quite a lot in specialized industries. Could you take us through different use cases uh, for the different industries you serve, you know, and one of the big ones I have here is agriculture. How uh, can I, as a, either a farmer or someone that owns land, how can I use, how can Joint Deploy be of use to my yearly yields? Awesome. Let's think about it without drones first. If you're a, you're a farmer, let's say you're growing corn, and corn can grow to about 13 feet tall. Um, how do you know what's going on in your field? Well, every day you'd sort of get up, get up in the morning, you jump in your truck and you drive around to some different points in your field and you put up a stepladder and you'd look around and you'd try and look for any problems and you'd drive to different points and try and look for anything that, that's going wrong, any crops that are under-stressed, anything that's been damaged, anything that's lodged and fallen over in the wind. And if you find something, great. If you don't find anything, it doesn't mean there isn't a problem. With drones, you can look at your whole field every day and you can look at it in about eight minutes. You can sort of get up, you can push a button on your phone, the drone will take itself off, it'll fly over the field, and while the drone is still flying, you'll see on your phone a full map of your field. And from there, you can just make better decisions. You can see exactly where your crops are stressed, you can see where there are potential irrigation problems, and you can just make more decisions around efficiency. You don't necessarily need to apply pesticides to the whole field. You can only um, apply it in certain areas. And that can save a lot of money on inputs. 
So the fact that that imagery is accessible in real time, it's really, really high resolution. You can see individual leaves on the crops compared to something like satellite imagery, which is typically going to be about six to 12 weeks out of date, above the clouds, and not necessarily available in your area. The drones kind of hit that sweet spot where every morning the farmer can see his entire field, really high resolution on his phone, and just make better decisions by seeing everything. And comparing that over time, as soon as you have data season on season, you can mm -hmm. see where you were at this point last year, and you can start understanding what your yields are going to look like. So a lot of use cases, a lot of value driven in agriculture for sure. That's really interesting. What about the solar energy industry? One industry that I'm personally passionate about. What is the use case there? Awesome. Well, in solar, I think there are two key use cases that we've seen emerge. One is in O&M of like large construction of solar arrays and their maintenance and inspection of those solar panels, is a very tedious task. You might have a site with 100,000 solar panels laid out that needs to get inspected and it's been overgrown it's very hard to access by a person a person can't walk to every one of those solar panels and check is it dirty is it aligned correctly mm -hmm. are any of the strings or diodes malfunctioning that's how you try and do it manually and maybe they'd be able to do an inspection once a year with a drone you can fly over that whole site about 15 minutes with a thermal camera and you can look at the map that's generated on drone deploy and drone deploy can automatically pick out any of those three issues from the map. It can look for individual hotspots on a solar panel, which would indicate that a, mm -hmm. a string or a single diode has blown out. It could show individual hot solar panels, which are typically misaligned, because if a solar panel is aligned correctly, it should be dissipating that heat, not collecting it. And then those inspections can be done a lot more frequently. They can be done every week or every two weeks. And once you have the data every week you can understand how long these solar panels typically last how often um, you see these sort of outages and errors you can make a lot better decisions on maintenance and planning as opposed to sort of waiting a year seeing some data having that data unreliable and trying to plan around that the drone data just gives you stuff that's more actionable higher frequency higher quality so it drives some really really accurate decisions the other side of solar energy is installing solar panels on residential roofs and um, we have customers that have very sophisticated workflows that allow them to analyze residential roofs without even putting a person on the roof so nobody needs access to the property no one needs to climb on the roof putting themselves in danger and they can accurately get a full 3d model of a residential roof and understand how much sunlight every square foot is going to get how many panels they can lay out and actually go out and do that installation without a person ever being on the property, which is really exciting and really compelling. That's awesome. And another industry that's also pretty complex, if you ask me, which is the construction industry. How does that fit in there? Oh, yeah. Construction is definitely, definitely one of our biggest industries. <laughs> I think when you look at a construction site or construction project, the big question on a lot of the stakeholders' minds is, is my project on track? Is it going to finish when I'd like it to finish? And is it going to finish uh, within budget? So a lot of the ways that drone deploy is used on construction sites is to assess progress and ensure that things are being done in the right way to reduce the amount of rework. For example, if um, a concrete pillar is installed in the wrong place on a construction site, 
and that is only determined after three more stories of a building having built on top of that, it's a huge cost to undo and correct all of that. Mm -hmm. So with Drone Deploy, they're flying every day and they're collecting 3D models and maps of the construction site, and they can compare that to the plan. So every day somebody can look at that and say, all right, are we putting everything in the right position? Have any errors been made? Um, are we on track? And they can really keep very tight control of their construction projects. So we see huge usage in construction because it really saves costs, um, improves safety, and just keeps projects on track. And it's also such a massive industry. There's like so much room for, for efficiency improvements, just like what you know, just like using drones can can just increase the efficiency in this huge and massive industry. Absolutely. I mean, I think this is what's so unusual. I think this is what still surprises us at Drone Deploy. But our biggest industries, construction, agriculture, and energy, they're the least digitized industries in the world. They're the industries mm -hmm. that typically don't adopt new technology very aggressively. And what's so exciting to see is their, their kind of appetite for drone technology, because for them, I think the problems that drones are solving is just really resonating with those industries. And there hasn't previously been a piece of technology that accurately and reliably drove up efficiency or solved these problems. And I think that's a very sort of fundamental change in, in what um, drone te technology has brought in the last five years. It's managed to penetrate these huge trillion dollar industries across the world, which typically have not seen a lot of disruption from technology. Yeah, those industries really don't like technology or they don't like uh, recent innovation that much because a lot of those industries are built with safety as the primary, uh, the primary priority. And that's coming, uh, I studied building engineering, uh, which is very similar to civil. So I kind of, that's the first thing they throw at you on the board first lecture is like safety first uh so a lot of times you know they're they're the last you know the the adoption curve they're usually the last one in the adoption curve they want something to be tested tried and chewed and that there's it's only going to add safety to the process but talking about innovation uh yeah talking about innovation you're the CEO cto of uh, drone deploy so you're basically working at the forefront of the technology push at drone deploy what has been one of your biggest challenges building Drone Deploy? I think the biggest challenge is that it remains hard to predict the future. <laughs> I think if anyone was good at doing that, they, um, they could retire very early. I think the challenge with Drone Deploy early on was around what was gonna happen with regulation. Um, drones prior to 2013 were th thought of as, as military tools things that are associated with war. And one of the challenges we had very early on um, with Drone Deploy was changing that perception because we made a decision early on in the company that we weren't gonna do anything related to the military. We were gonna focus on commercial use cases, agriculture, growing more food, growing food more efficiently, good stuff like that. Um, and it took some time for the market to feel that change, to understand that a drone wasn't a big gas-powered aircraft, that it was a small plastic electric drone that could fly a bunch of uh, um, a bunch of acres and collect a bunch of imagery. So there was some change that happened around 2013 and 2014 around regulation that really made drones 
commercially a lot more accessible. And for us, that was a risk in starting the business. We didn't know which countries were going to be progressive on regulation. Um, so that was a challenge, but waiting that out, that's really sort of played in our favor. And now we're not only seeing adoption across most industries in the world, but we're also seeing these very big rollouts of drone programs where customers are starting up drone programs with thousands of pilots because they want each of their surveyors or each of their crop consultants to have a drone in hand, a drone in the back of their truck so that they can go out and do their job more efficiently. Um, so it was definitely a challenge early on. It was something that we, we didn't have a lot of control over. We really had to wait out. And the second challenge was just making it accessible. Drones uh, in 2013, there were still science experiments. It was very, very difficult to do something reliably and repeatably. Like, yeah, maybe you could get the drone to work and take off and take a photo one out of 10 times. But for customers in these sort of industries, it's got to be reliable. It's got to be simple. It's got to work every single time. The analogy I use is we've got to make it like a, a kettle or a toaster where there's, there's one button, <laughs> you push that button and it does the same thing and it does it every single time. And there's a difference between making something simple and making something simplistic. Drone Deploy is an extremely powerful piece of software, but we still try and keep it as simple as possible so that even, even my mom can go outside, push a button on her phone and generate a whole 3D model of her house. And like moments like that are kind of magical where you have a lot of technology behind the scenes, but the way in which it's interacted with is extremely simple that you almost can't make a mistake. And obviously that's been a challenge that's taken a, a very strong engineering and product team to, to really build to that point over a number of years. And I think that's a, a large part of why the company is where it is today for sure. You know, that's absolutely fascinating what you just said about back in 2012, how drones were like basically just capable of taking a picture one out of 10 times, you know, and when you think about it, 2012 was a few years back. It's not it's not a while ago. And today in 2020, it's like drones are just another tool in our arsenal as a as a society. And so you've basically seen the industry explode in the next few years. And I'm sure you're pretty optimistic about the direction it's heading into the future, correct? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the change, I think it's a lot more obvious to us who've been working in the drone space for those last eight years. But yeah, the, the step change is, is just so exciting. 2012, it would have been very unusual for anyone to see a drone doing any sort of work or, or even in the park, sort of flying recreationally. Now it's not surprising. Now you see, see one flying, you're like, oh, there's a drone and it's normal. And that change has happened very quickly. So you look at that same amount of technology development and progress happening for another eight years, really get to a very, a very kind of futuristic position, which is super exciting. You know, something interesting I want to talk about is your recent integration you had with Boston Dynamics. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it made me wonder, because uh, you, you basically specialize in taking aero photography and studying something from the air. But then all of a sudden you're using Boston Dynamics Spot Mini from the ground. So I'm sure there was a lot of change that had to be done to accommodate your softwares for those different points of use. Well, for us, what's interesting is the way we think about a drone and a drone for us is just an unmanned vehicle. And up until now, there's always been vehicles that 
fly through the air and flying through the air is an easy easier navigational challenge than, than walking around on the ground because there it's free space you can kind of move freely in any direction as long as you don't crash into everything whereas the ground is not designed for vehicles um, things like apartments and buildings and construction sites they designed for people to walk around them so it's a much harder challenge for vehicles to navigate that automatically but in terms of um, a DJI drone versus the Boston Dynamics Spot, to drone deploy, those are both drones. Those are both platforms. Those are both unmanned vehicles that are able to navigate around and carry some type of sensor. So for us, it really plays into the same vision that we have for drone deploy, which is in the future, there are going to be drones on every job site. Every construction site is going to have DJI and Skydio drones flying around performing different tasks. There'll be a Boston Dynamics spot walking around doing terrestrial inspections from ground level inside of the buildings. Mm -hmm. It really plays very closely to what we've been developing for aerial vehicles. So the incremental step for us to start talking about that and start sort of investing in terrestrial vehicles, it isn't that much. Um, the things that we're most concerned about are the actual sensor that's being carried and for the something like the Boston Dynamics Spot, we wanted to add support for 360 cameras. And that's something that's also been on the rise a lot, especially in construction. They're very inexpensive handheld cameras that can take 360 degree spherical videos and photographs. And those are really nice for inspection because um, those can be mounted onto a vehicle or carried around by hand or on a helmet and can really collect a lot of context of the job site automatically. You don't need to point it in a certain direction. You can just walk through your job site and what Drone Deploy can do with that video, regardless of whether it's collected from a person or a spot, is we can then reconstruct reality inside of buildings in the same way that we did with the drone imagery and video from the exteriors. So for us, it's the same thing. It's, it's making that reality capture very easy and now expanding it from the air to the ground and inside of buildings as well. Yeah, that's actually interesting. And I guess for some context, the integration with Spot Mini will work basically exactly the same way as it is with drones, where Spot is going to do daily routine checks, walk around the factory, and basically you'll be able to collect images and compare them from day to day to see if there are differences in, in changes and differences in uh, the space around you. Absolutely. I think that's going to be the future job site, the job site of, well, it's not too distant to future now, maybe 2022, when there are going to be vehicles operating on schedules, drones operating on schedules and doing different types of work. For example, a construction site will have drones taking off from automated landing pads every morning, surveying the construction site, detecting errors, detecting safety hazards, reporting those to the relevant people. There'll be a, a spot walking around the interiors, assessing the, the progress that's been made since the day before, checking for errors. Really going to be a lot of these sort of drone assistants helping these, these construction sites progress on time, safely, and, and without errors. I think it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be exciting how quickly we actually arrive at a state like that. Well, one last question before closing things off is something I'm pretty curious about which is your infrared camera integration. What are some use cases of using infrared camera on the field? 
Mm, I think the biggest one is in generating something called an NDVI map. And there, what drone deploy is trying to give to farmers is an indication of how healthy the crops are. So you can fly with a normal camera and there, there are various indices and colors that you can look at that can give you an indication of how well crops are doing and if they're thriving. But with mm -hmm. infrared imagery, you can actually go a level deeper because you can pick up how much infrared light is being reflected off the leaves. And if there's infrared light Whoa. being reflected an abnormally large amount, then the crop is typically under stress because it should be absorbing that and it should be photosynthesizing and it should be making fruit. So the biggest application of those infrared cameras is in agriculture for generating that, that crop health map. And that really lets a farmer look at his field and really understand where the problems might be. And that's really useful if you're managing, say, thousands of acres of soybean or crops uh, or corn, and, and you really want to know where you need to spend your time. Which parts of the field do I need to go to to check nitrogen, irrigation, crop fungus, crop disease? And those infrared cameras really make a huge difference in agriculture because they can give a an early warning of like, okay, there's something wrong with these crops. We've got to go and have an investigation here. And they really drive a lot of efficiency. It's a super cool application of that technology. It is. It really is. So Nick, what are some upcoming uh, feature rollouts or announcements uh, Drone Deploy is currently working on? I think the biggest thing that we're continuing to work towards is this idea that the companies of the future in all of these industries, agriculture, construction, energy, oil and gas, they're going to be operating unmanned vehicles in one way or another. Whether those vehicles are doing mapping or doing inspection, whether they're flying, whether they're driving, whether they're floating in the water. And these companies are going to need a piece of software that manages all those vehicles and orchestrates them and collects all the data and puts all that data in one place. And Drone Deploy is the first and at this point the biggest drone cloud and that's the sort of vision that we're building the company around is is companies will need a drone cloud to operate all their vehicles and to do that safely and do that within regulation and we're continuing to expand that platform we recently announced the 360 walkthroughs to process 360 video from cameras we also announced vertical flight planning um, which is a very complicated way of flying the drone that lets you map the side of structures. So in construction, building a 50-story mm. skyscraper, you can now assess the sides of those buildings reliably with Drone Deploy. And each of these features are kind of just adding to that completeness, where um, you only need one piece of software to manage your, your unmanned vehicles and handle all of that reality capture data. And now these organizations are building out these huge libraries of their own assets, just digitized. And that's super cool because they're taking snapshots of a job site every single day and they have that in drone deploy and they can compare and analyze it. And it's really, really sort of compelling to have that new type of data. It's not just flat imagery. It's not just text. It's yeah, all yeah. 3D. And it's, it's really cool to see that kind of evolving. Beautiful. And what's the best place where people can go to learn more about drone deploy? I think the best place to start is the website, www.dronedeploy.com. We've got a, a fantastic blog which documents customer success stories. So if you're interested in how Drone Deploy is being used in your industry and you're interested in how a drone program looks and how it starts, go across the website, go across our blog and check it out. 
Nick, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks so much, Leon. Really appreciate it. Nice to meet you. Hey, Worldwide Engineers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far and want more, please share this podcast with a friend for two reasons. Number one, by sharing the podcast with a friend, you're going to have someone with who you can discuss the content of this podcast, which will in turn increase the retention of the information you're going to be learning here. And second is by growing this podcast together, it's going to allow us to bring you bigger and better speakers from who you can learn from. Our goal is to have the world's leading experts come here and share information you wouldn't be able to listen anywhere else. So again, please don't forget to share this with a friend because it's only going to be benefiting you at the end. I appreciate you for being here and I'm going to see you on the next episode.